Hello, hello, hello. Long time no see, and I mean that literally. Um, I haven't seen you all summer. Is summer over yet? It's probably oh, been the best it's summer for you. Close to summer. What's that? <laughs> it's, it's probably been, been the best. Summer. Summer. <laughs> it's been. It's been. It's been. It's been what it is. It's been what it is. So I've, I have had some feedback in the sense of, oh, you guys quit doing that, and I'm like, <laughs> no. But we did take a break, and we are back. Uh, we were on a break, on a hiatus, on a sabbatical. But sabbaticals, I don't know. I guess it'd be sabbatical. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. I know that we never really said how long we were going to take a break. We just kind of took one and let the... I know you're busy during summer. Uh, you're very busy during summer. And so, I mean, it is what it is. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not angry or bitter or, or upset or... or, or <laughs> Any of these things because one of my closest friends just kind of ghosted me for the summer. It's okay. I'll, I'll live. So. Uh, well, we talked a little bit, but it was very yeah. hit and I miss. Mean, it's, it's, we're in such different stages of our lives because you continue to have children and <laughs> I don't. I quit 24 years ago. <laughs> my, my youngest just turned 24. Uh, uh, well, at the, at the beginning of summer, so wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a different stage of life than you are. Good my night. grandchildren. We were just talking about it. my grandchildren. I've got three grandchildren that are in close to the same ages of your three youngest. So <laughs> that's a little bit of an anomaly, though. I mean, because I don't, I don't no, feel like no, they no, should it, be. It, we just kept it, having I mean, kids. So, so Mallory is the same age as Ezra and Isla, my two oldest grandkids. Uh, uh, Jared Jr. is the same age as Athena. Uh, he's just uh, about three months older than my uh, third grandchild. And then, of course, Maverick uh, is just uh, about the exact same age as Goose. I mean, uh, as Ari, my um, my youngest grandson. So Goose sounds like uh, yeah. <clears throat> sounds like you're. Whatever, everybody else, everyone's like, "Oh, you name him, name him that because of uh, Matt." Because the movie came out. No, but to clear the record straight, sure. If there's a movie he's named after, it's not Top Gun. Oh yeah, yeah. His old brother, where art thou? What is it? No. So I need to preface this though, because when I was a kid, we watched a lot of TV versions. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. I, I am you know, finding I like this out. Movie, though the movie with uh, uh, Mel Gibson, yes, really good, but nineteen ninety four. That James Garner, his father, his father, his father, farther, farther, his father. <laughs> uh, I love yeah. that movie. I, I mean, I, I like I like James Garner too. I, so, have, uh, I have to preface it we were kids and we yeah. watch movies. I watch them with Angela. She didn't grow up with TV, and I watch them, and we're like, yeah. This is great. She's like, did you watch it as a kid? And now when I say I watched it as a kid, she's like, hmm, three strikes. You know, we'll we'll, we'll give it a little bit of time. And we normally we don't finish the movies. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's a different well, that's world. That's what you get from Aaron and the Amish lady, so. <laughs> <laughs> Angela and her Amish. She's Mennonite. All right, get it right. Uh, Mennonite, sorry. No, where I'm from in Ohio, it's German Baptist. Old order. 
old world yeah. order they call German. Them, could you they call them dunkards, but I feel like that's a derogatory term. But I don't know. They're what? They call them dunkards. But well, he's a drunkard, so no. I was like, wait no. a second. <laughs> I think Angela should be able to defend herself here. So, no, yeah, everybody calls them dunkards, and I'm like, is that derogatory? You know, but <laughs> yeah, why do you? I know <laughs> they also say other things, and I'm like, that make me question their judgment. No, uh, I love Ohio. Anyway. Well, let's let's get on. We've wasted almost five minutes of our time, but we, I, I mean, but wait a second. We kind of do that. That's yeah, that's true. Kind of our, that's, it's kind of our thing. It's a little bit longer today. that way. Michael Kelly tunes out and doesn't listen anymore, <laughs> so he doesn't he doesn't give insightful feedback. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, well uh, I, I I enjoyed last season a lot. Some of the feedback I got though. Mm, we was uh, some people think that maybe we can be kind of negative uh, when we're talking about the IFB, and so um, with that being said, we like being negative, and so we're really going to hammer that home. We're going to actually redo the entirety of last season. So let's go. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, joking. Uh, no, um, I, I got some feedback too, and I think it's a touchy subject. I think it's just one of those uh, where we're living now, like the time period with the deconstruction movement and all of that. It means something different to different people, and we. Right. I feel like we did a fairly straightforward job of sharing our viewpoint on de- deconstruction. You know, and I, I don't have any regrets about it. I think it was great. Um, I still hold to when you deconstruct down to a foundation that is not Christ. The one good thing that comes from it is that it reveals where your foundation is, that you aren't saved, you know, and it's very revealing. But uh, enough of that. Uh, If you do have feedback, I did get some good feedback from the KJV episodes. Um, Nice. So that was encouraging. Um, But uh, anyway, we'll move on. We are going to talk about... Something, and I don't want to be, some of this stuff might be, seem a little bit redundant, but it's not. I hope you get the um, spirit and the heart behind it, but uh, it's just funny. We didn't talk all summer, and then we were praying, we were talking in our conversation uh, a couple weeks ago about what are we going to do for this season, and you started talking, and I started talking, and I just feel like it was the same direction, and it was awesome. Yeah. So. Amen. It was good to see the Lord doing that, but um, I'm going to let you kind of give an explanation. um, Oh, man. I would have to say that probably um, three of my favorite chapters, um, and I call them the gospel chapter. Matter of fact, I think the very first time I was on a a podcast uh, with you back when you first started, you were going through Romans and, um, and I got to be a part of, I think it was chapter six, um, maybe chapter seven, but anyways, Romans chapter six and seven and eight are both are all three, both say three things and say both. <laughs> uh, they are the, uh, I call them the gospel, uh, chapters cause it deals with the death and the burial and the resurrection, the child of God and really gets into some great nuances. But, um, 
Then you get all the way to chapter 12 and it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Okay. And so when I think about that and I, I think about, I think about my years and I know, like Jared said, we're going to seem like we're being maybe redundant uh, with some of these things, but uh, man, I think God takes us through the same trials often, but to a deeper level to get us to a place of deeper understanding of who he is and, and, and what it is that it means to walk with him. Uh, man, I've been, I celebrate my 25th uh, spiritual birthday uh, this month. And uh, I mean, God is, uh, has, has taken me through so many things and sometimes it seems like, man, Lord, I feel like I've learned this lesson, but then as I follow him through whatever it might be, he takes it to a deeper level. And so that's really our intent here. While it might seem like we might be a little bit redundant, uh, what we want to talk about this, this, this season is, is about our altars in our lives. Um, there are things that we can uh, sacrifice ourselves on that may sound good. I mean, seem good, but are they really making us that living sacrifice? You can sacrifice yourself uh, to the point where you're being that dead person to self and all those things. But where is life coming in? Cause we're to be a living sacrifice. And so um, we're calling this season alterations um, because and I love this passage uh, when you look at the children of Israel um, and they were uh, they were you know, uh, going against God uh, because of the wicked king. Uh, the wicked king Ahab was leading them away from God uh, and the key, the kings before him uh, all the way back to uh, even Solomon uh, were doing that. And so it's escalated to the point where they're they're just nowhere near following God. There's one prophet of God and there's 450 and well, some would say 850 yeah. prophets of Baal. Um, and so, um, there's this showdown that we see in, uh, first Kings chapter 18, uh, and Elijah. And, and I know, man, I would say probably 99% of our listeners will know this and are familiar with the story of Elijah and the it's prophets Mount of Carmel. Baal. I mean, uh, a Carmel. mountain made of Carmel. I mean, good night. <laughs> Sorry. And so, uh, but Elijah is, uh, he, he's given the prophets of Baal their opportunity to call down fire as, as the agreement was and nothing's happened. And, uh, I always love the story because I believe it shows that I'm allowed to be a sarcastic person uh, because Elijah was very sarcastic. And, uh, anyways, uh, so we get to verse 30 and, and Elijah said unto all the people, uh, um, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Um, I think, uh, I think that I am continually, even after 25 years of striving to walk with the Lord, I'm continually seeing repairs that need to be made to my altar. That's why I call it kind of alterations. Um, someplace where I might be sacrificing myself yet there's no liberty, there's no freedom. And I would say this even more today, just in the last month, some of the things that God has shown me, um, as far as what it means to truly have life in Christ um, have been just amazing. And I've had to come to grips with the fact that, man, I've been doing things wrong for so long in so many aspects of my life. Uh, and so I don't want to get too far into it because we'll take, we'll tackle each altar as we can, but 
Um, that's it. We're, we're, we're going to talk about these altars. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we don't have all of our altars that we're going to talk about, uh, yet, yet we've got four. Um, and, uh, they're just different things that we pour ourselves into or pour ourselves onto or lay ourselves down on whatever you want to say, um, in the name of Christianity or the name of our walk with Christ. But, uh, oftentimes it can be something that, uh, we, we do it wrong. Um, we do it for the wrong reason, uh, whatever it might be. And we'll cover the different, uh, aspects of each one as we sure. try and look at everything circumspectly. So, yeah, it's, I, I love this idea. Um, <laughs> some thoughts that had come to my mind about an altar and what it is. When you look at what an altar is in scripture, I mean, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna end up in Leviticus. You're gonna end up looking at the tabernacle. Um, but to, the easiest is the law first mentioned. You go to Noah, but you go through all of the Old Testament, and they it was a, like I really appreciate the fact that you started with Romans uh, with the sacrifice uh, that the New Testament what it means to lay down a sacrifice. Um, as I was thinking about the altar, I was thinking about it that the altar is a place. Not uh, I'm not talking about the church altar, but even though that is why it's called the altar, because we go lay things down there. So it's not wrong in the context. Um, but as I was thinking about it, I was thinking that the altar is a place of two things for me that I've noticed in my life. It is a place, and I shared this with you uh, last night briefly, it's a place of um, being set free from something that you are laying down and a something that is taking that has taken over your life. You're giving that to the Lord. Um, but it's also a place of, of sacrifice, a pl- place of payment. Um, and if it's used wrong, really what it is, it's a place, it can be a place of bondage. And uh, absolutely. And absolutely. When, when you talk about the altar being broken down, I mean, the picture there is unbelievable. And we don't want to just use that as a diving board, but I think it says it in Scripture for a reason, that the altar was broken down because it was misused. The prophets of Baal were jumping on it. They were cutting themselves. They were, and I'm sure there's things that they didn't mention that they were doing. And we could say that the altar has been broken down by the prophets of Baal, and it's everybody else. It's the world. It's all these things. But I like the fact that I, I think we're heading in the same direction, that who are the ones that are breaking down the altar it's us it's our flesh and uh, that's what we want to talk about not not well, pointing I mean, fingers yeah you could look at the prophets of baal and elijah really in a new testament aspect you could look at it as the duality of man i mean james says uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways you know um and we're double-minded in the fact that look the majority of who larry is the 850 prophets of baal are trying to do things their own way Yep. And then I've got the spirit of God that God has put inside of me, that indwelling spirit that is calling out, look, quit being stuck between two opinions and die to all those prophets of Baal and let's follow after, you know, the word of God. Let's follow after God. Let's follow the way we're supposed to. And, uh, I mean, just to kind of get a little technical, um, I don't know, you know, how much you might know about old testament type altars um but there was actually two altars there on that on mount carmel 
the prophets of Baal had their altar. And I had the chance to go to Israel, and I didn't get to go to Mount Carmel because it wasn't actually a part of the nation of Israel at that point in time. Uh, but uh, there were other, um, they called them high places. You remember where the Bible says that, that, that you know, like Joab went, or Joash went, Josiah, Josiah went, tore yeah. down the high places, right? And, uh, and and those high places, they were stone altars that had been built up. But the thing was, the stone altars that they would build up, they would make them and craft them into this perfect type of shape. So that meant they had to lay their hands on that stone and they had to make it in, in, in from their perspective of what they wanted it to be. And so the altar itself was even what they wanted it to be. Not what God had told Israel to do hmm. or Abraham or and going all the way back to, you know, when you first see, start seeing altars, uh, there was, they weren't supposed to hew the stone. I mean, there, no metal, no nothing was supposed to happen. So they weren't supposed to break it to make it, you know, look like it was supposed to be stones that God had crafted, and they were supposed to take these stones and stack them and make a place of worship. Um, it couldn't be anything that their hands had changed. And, man, <clears throat> what a picture when we look at uh, the altars that God wants to have in our life. What we do is we go, well, that's that's a good altar, God, but, you know, this is a little bit more of my personality. And so we start to hew those stones, so to speak, and make them into something that we think they should be. And like you said, though, uh, we get into a place of my so many I'm, I'm getting flooded with all these different, uh, so many different uh, uh, things that we can uh, do when we're talking about these altars. I mean, we get bound up on them, you know, uh, and, and there is no liberty. And man, the more I, the more I follow Christ, the more I find out how he wants me to be free uh, from all of that, from all of the things that I think are important, from all the things that I and my perspective would view as this is the way to do it when God has given us instruction on how to do it. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta let God repair those things. And so, um, and I think when, when Elijah was repairing the altar, it was one that had been used obviously. Uh, and I don't believe it was one that had been used uh, as one of the high places um, uh, to, to, to worship Baal or Asheroth or any of the other uh, false gods, but it was a, a, an altar that was used to worship Jehovah that had been let go. Yeah. It was it a, been, it was a good uh, altar. It was not a pagan altar. Right. It was a good <laughs> altar, but it was one that had been, forgot about so okay one that had been uh, maybe abused and one that had been neglected i'm, I'm gonna give an illustration and i don't yeah. i'm just gonna give an illustration um i grew up in a sports home okay love sports and i know that i'm not talking about the i'm just gonna be very specific here okay yeah i grew up playing baseball my high school didn't have football we had basketball baseball a couple things it was a small ohio high school um, they still don't have football. Um, they have football, okay, but uh, that doesn't count. Um, but baseball. Baseball was the thing I played from when I was five years old until I was 19. And uh, loved every bit of it. And <laughs> there were some things that uh, with sports that you lay down that you will sacrifice You'll sacrifice on the wrong altar. You're not, you're, you are living the world's way of doing things, okay? Um, the world says it's okay to miss Wednesday nights, okay? It's, and I, I, I'm not, I, I know that what we're going to talk about, um, a lot of it is things, altars that we have taken and just abused. 
But I'm talking about in this illustration, the world altar would be that of um, no, you sacrifice family time, you do this, you make a payment to the god of baseball, so it will yeah. pay off in the long run. That's oh, what absolutely. I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I was never going to be in the MLB. Okay, there was there was never a chance that was going to happen. At best, I had a couple Division three schools that wanted to give me academic scholarships. I was not a good <laughs> academic student, okay? But uh, it was like enough that, you know, some Christian universities that the coaches had said, oh, it'd be okay. But um, my dad was very adamant, especially when I was younger, that we were not going to have – I'm not going to go to games or practice on Wednesday night. And when I got to high school, he started to give me more freedom. And he didn't, he told me he didn't want me missing Wednesday night, but you got to be faithful to your team. You have to pick, you have to make a payment to something like you have to choose your, uh, choose who you're going to serve. And I chose baseball and it was just, I wasn't saved, but it was the world. I just went along with that. That's the wrong altar. Okay, that is the altar for for us believers. That's the wrong altar, and that's I don't want to make anybody altar. mad, but that's the altar. Okay, yeah. but the things that I know that God's laid in my heart with talking about with altars, mm-hmm. they're the right altar. It's the it's the good things, right. and you can sacrifice so much and miss so much freedom and liberty in Christ on the good altars. On things right. that are good. Can I can I talk yeah. about can I just reveal the very first altar we're gonna deal with in the next episode? Yes, it's very it's very simple. I mean I'm not not downplaying, it's just as we big are. Thing. We're talking about good altars. We are good we're talking altar. about the altar. The altar that like 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 Elijah went up to use this altar and it was in disarray and it needed repaired because it wasn't being used properly or had been used incorrectly. So I like what Jerry just brought out. We're not going to concentrate so much on the prophets of Baal altar. We're not going to concentrate on, on the flesh altars, on the altars that we've sacrificed self on, you know, to, for ourselves. We're going to talk about altars that we've put in our life that we think are a good altar but are they really, or are they more of a place of bondage? And the very first one we're going to tackle next episode, because we're about to wrap this up. So, I know we're, so before yeah. you say it, though, to clarify, yeah. it is a good altar. It just, it, we're using it wrong. Right. Yeah. And I, again, we're because I know somebody's going to be, well, how dare you? And look, if you get mad, that's okay, okay? <laughs> Man, I want you to remember what the Bible says. Great peace have they that love thy law, nothing shall offend them. And I don't know if you know what nothing means. If you look it up, it means no thing. Okay, so <laughs> don't be offended. Give us amazing. a minute, okay? Give us a minute. Give us, you know, to the next episode for you cut us off um, and ostracize and mark us, okay? But... The first author we're going to talk about is reading your Bible through in a year. It's important to read your Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is paramount to read your Bible. It's, and I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. It's vital. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. We're going to, we don't want to take away from this. And so if you have feedback leading into what you think we're going to talk about. Or questions. Or questions. Or maybe you got an altar that you would like us to talk about please. well i'm and even with the reading the bible you know we're going to do this uh record it sometime probably next week but um this is going to be put out before yeah. then um yes. please give us your feedback even if it's Absolutely. pre-feedback if that's a thing 
<laughs> I'm excited. And by the way, we didn't talk about the way you're spelling alterations. It was the most corny thing in the world. We're talking about names. Well, I'm corny. I am corny. Okay, <laughs> We're talking. Yeah. You'd give it a couple See, there's, things. There's dad jokes, okay? Then there's granddad jokes. Granddad jokes are even more corny than dad jokes, okay? Oh, so it's the worst. We're spelling an L, A, L, 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 we're spelling an L, we're spelling an A, L, T, A, R, alter, as in the alters we're talking about, rations, all right? So, because we need to make some alterations to our alters. But on, <laughs> I don't know the button. I'm looking for it. I well, can't. I'm just going to be my own okay. button because okay. you I, keep using that word. That's not it. That's your favorite <laughs> one to use, it. though. That's your favorite one to use. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to this season. Um, I'm looking forward to and 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 man, I, I I don't mean to sound weird, but I missed I missed that face, man. Good to see you, brother. Oh, that's weird. You're talking about my face? I think you're yeah, talking about your own face. face in Zoom. Like, I don't miss that face. I see that face a lot, okay? That guy's got me in a lot of trouble, and I'm done with him most times. So, Well, this this is exciting, so I'm glad to get back man. to it. So, anyway. Uh, Peace. Love you, brother. Love you. With God's Word as our authority, we, the Restructured Podcast, would like to set forth a proposal to God's people, the New Testament Church, to become of a Berean nature in pursuit to know the Scriptures. The Church in our generation, we believe, has become a distant shadow of what the body of Christ should look like. It will be our endeavor to bring forth things for God's people to think on and consider as they search God's Word to see if these things are so. 